First, let me tell you about American financing. Look, we're all on our phones. We're all scrolling through Facebook or whatever. You waste 10 minutes so easily, so easily just getting lost online. Stop. Put it down for 10 minutes today and call American Financing and see if they can help you with your your finances, help you with your mortgage, get a lower interest rate, lock a lower interest rate in, uh, maybe a consolidation to make sure that your credit cards are all paid off and you don't have a crazy interest rate on your credit cards. You need to save money and you need to do the things to protect yourself from rising interest rates. Go to AmericanFinancing.net AmericanFinancing.net or take 10 minutes and just call them at American Financing 800-906-2440. It's time to lock in those rates. <laughs> I will say, after all the talk that we had this week about inflation and all these, you got to believe these things are going up and they're going to go up fast. That, well, the, they have to, except the federal government cannot afford to have the interest rate go up. We just borrowed $19 trillion. Can you imagine? If we got it at yes. 1% and it's now a 6% interest rate? I can't imagine, unfortunately. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can too. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We want to talk about freedom of speech and being carefully taught to hate. They actually both do relate, and we will go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program got an email in from Teresa. She said, I, I just want to take a minute to thank you for Rough Greens. There are not many things that our 200-pound Mastiff Groot, Groot won't eat. Holy, I am Groot. <laughs> they named it Groot. Groot. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's awesome. A 200-pound Mastiff. I mean, I hope you live outside someplace where you never are required to pick up the mm. poop. You know what I mean? Yeah, very large field. Very large somewhere. field, and you're a very large person. Those dogs are massive. Mm. Anyway... Um, we try to give him quality products. A few years ago, it was brought to our attention that most dog food actually comes from China. Some brands, uh, some uh, brands have have found to have toxins. Since then, we've committed to only buying dog food that is produced in the U.S. and putting Rough Greens on it is uh, making things a lot healthier for Groot. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, uh, Teresa, thank you for trying Rough Greens. Uh, like she said, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on the food. They want to make sure your dog will eat it, so they'll send you the first little teeny test bag free. You just pay for uh, uh, shipping and handling. You get that bag. You try it for a week. Make sure your dog uh, loves it as much as my dog does. If you know they'll eat uh, Rough Greens, then just uh, order a bag and feed it to them for a month. Feed it to them for two months. I've been feeding Uno now for uh, a year. Somebody came into the house yesterday that knows about German Shepherds and said, how old is Uno? And I said, nine. And they looked at him and said, look at his coat and his eyes. 
He does not look like nine. A nine is old for a German shepherd. Uh, it's true. It's rough greens, rough greens, drive for your dog. All you pay for is shipping right now. Roughgreenscom slash Beck. R U F F greens.com slash Beck or call eight, three, three Glenn with two N's 33, eight, three, three Glenn 33 or roughgreenscom slash Beck tonight on Glenn TV. Americans are constantly told conservatives want voter suppression. Police are systemically racist. Equity trumps equality. What's the truth? Is America a racist nation? Glenn investigates the big lies from the left, shares the real data on police violence, and debunks the race baiters that continue to divide our country. Get the facts to fight back. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. That's really what we want to do, is just equip you with the facts so you can... You can go and have a conversation with somebody who is hopelessly lost, even on our side. People don't know how to argue. They don't know what the facts are. Tonight, we're going we're gonna to help you with that. Here's an easy fact that conservatives know, but is no longer being taught in schools. Did you see the story about Justin Lafferty? Uh, he's um, in the Tennessee, uh, I don't know, assembly or whatever they have in Tennessee. And uh, he was talking about because the Republicans are trying, they were debating legislation aiming at limiting what public and charter schools can teach about the influence of institutional racism and privilege. And he was talking about, you know, let, let's 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 be careful here. Uh, you know, what exactly are we teaching? For instance, the three fifths law. And he was talking about the three-fifths of states enslaved people would be counted towards the total population, blah, blah, blah. And he said it was a bitter, bitter pill, but it was necessary to curtail the power of slaveholding states that helped clear the way to end slavery um, much before Lincoln. Mm -hmm. uh, other people in the assembly said that that was demeaning. Uh, it was um, uh, incorrect. I, uh, and insulting. I remember when you first said that. I remember you saying it for the first time on the air. Really? That that yeah, because the uh, basically saying that three fifths clause. Remember the good guys here, quote unquote, right? The people who didn't want slavery, mm -hmm. they wanted it to be zero fifths, mm -hmm. and they wanted to count <laughs> blacks as nothing. Right? Why? Right? Because because of representation, mm -hmm. right? And the South wanted uh, slaves to be five-fifths or a whole person mm -hmm. because they wanted the representation to be able to keep slavery. So it's exactly what's happening right now with our census. Our census is going out and the Democrats are freaking out because it's changing. The demographics are changing. And so you're losing people in California, New York. You're losing people. Mm -hmm. And so they may lose seats in the House and they are freaking out and doing everything they can to make sure they don't lose House seats. Um, the, the Democrats could have a hard time winning next time if the census isn't toyed with. Right. So, and I look, I learned about the three fifths clause in you know school yeah. growing up. I never heard that. Not one time. And I remember, you know, because we do this show. We've been doing this show for a zillion years together. And sometimes you'll say things and I'll think, I don't know if that's right exactly. Let me go look that up. 
And that happens from time to time. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you occasionally would make a mistake or read something or maybe not include something I think is important. And we'll talk about it after. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I was like, God, that doesn't sound right. And I had no idea and had to go look it up myself. And it's true, completely true. The, the abolitionists wanted bl- uh, blacks to be zero fifths. They wanted to not count at all because... They wanted to abolish slavery. Right. And they knew if they could if mm-hmm. they could have more representatives up in the north than mm-hmm. the south, they could vote it out immediately. They could vote it out. Right. The, and and the opposite was true for the south, who right. wanted slavery to continue. At least, you know, not everyone in the south, obviously, but many did. And they wanted the representation. They wanted African-Americans to count. And so it is a historical fact. It has been converted to this idea, well, um, uh, racists wanted blacks to count as less than a person. Right. That is not the what actually occurred. Whether you think it's right or wrong, the bottom line is the abolitionists wanted it to be zero mm-hmm. because they wanted to get rid of slavery. Okay. So let me just let me just uh, go here with the new york times story on this remember a guy comes up he stands up and he's like look guys we we really have to work this out and we have to tell the truth of our own history listen to how the new york times is phrases republicans have called for a measure that would cut funding to schools that teach critical race theory an academic movement that asserts that historic patterns of discrimination have created disadvantages based on race is that what critical race theory teaches? <laughs> Is that what it teaches? It's part of a broader effort by conservatives across the country to push back against the argument that racism was a key part of the nation's origin story and created imbalances that endure. First of all, racism oh was gosh. not a big part of the story. It wasn't. In his speech, Mr. Lafferty repeated an argument that has long been made by some scholars and raised by lawmakers in other states. Counting of enslaved people had been a significant sticking point in the convention. Northerners argued that none of them should be included in the population totals, but Southerners wanted them to be fully counted, thus further strengthening the region's political power and uh, uh, insulating slavery from abolition efforts notice they say this the northerners argued that none of them should be counted but the southerners wanted them counted as whole so they could they could have more representation doesn't give the abolitionists the credit of saying no we don't want them to count at all even though they're people we don't want them to count at all because then we'll be able to win so you're if you're white in this story, the way they write it, you're a lose lose. If you're in the north, you just didn't want them counted. If you're in the south, they wanted you counted, even though you were a slave, because they wanted to make sure they kept slavery going forever. So it doesn't matter. This is so bad. I love hmm. I love what Lafferty said. Everybody was going crazy. He said, look, I don't say anything on this floor today with any malice toward any of my friends on the other side. I say this only because I'm tired and the people of this nation are tired. 
if you start looking for trouble, if that's all you're bent on, I guarantee you, you're going to find it. Hmm. I, I The way the Times phrases this story and frames it is remarkable. I mean, in his speech, Mr. Lafferty repeated an argument that has long been made by some scholars. Right. With 100% certainty, we know the North was arguing for zero-fifths and the South was arguing for five-fifths. Now, you could say, well, maybe they wanted it because they just liked the number zero better than the number five. Maybe it was because one, they, they just had, they had a, an argument in binary code and one like no, one and one like zero. What they want, <laughs> what they want to you to believe is that the North just hated black people and thought we're not going to enslave but like, them, but we're not going to count them as people. It's like a bonkers argument. And the bottom line, have is, you seen where we live <laughs> lately? have you looked out the window even under that framing why would the south want it to be a whole why would they want african-americans to be kind of whole so i'm just i'm just riffing here Mm -hmm. which is basically what everybody who's woke does now uh it's because they knew they were people they just hated them so (laughs) much but again you are framing the north as the bad guys in the slave debate i know so I, I, it's incomprehensible to do that unless you like slavery. Unless you like slavery, uh, it's incomprehensible. Now, there's all sorts of, obviously, arguments that are tangential to, to slavery that have evolved over the years. But at, the, at its core, it's obvious that the side of the argument that, that wanted to get rid of slavery would say, uh, whatever their argument was, was the side that was against slavery. They weren't arguing for more of it. It's insane. And, the they, and everybody at the New York Times knows this. The Northwest Ordinance, which was signed by George Washington, mm-hmm. okay, banned slavery. Banned it. Any new states in the Northwest Ordinance mm-hmm. cannot have slaves. Cannot. So those same people that are systematically racist, they said any expansion cannot include slavery. Hello. And we should point out the Confederate Constitution said the opposite. Exactly. The any opposite. new territory must have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Look. not it was not, as you pointed out many times, not a state's rights document because it required new states in the Confederacy required them to have slavery here's the thing everybody knows everybody knows who is a teacher uh or has any brain power at all and cares you know what the truth is you're not looking at the truth and saying oh yeah you're right uh that's absolutely right uh bruce jenner is a beautiful woman right now you know the truth you know you're having to deny things that are real. You know America has had problems with racism, but we were getting better. That this is never a finished product. You know that America has done amazing things and horrible things because it's made of people. But you also know 
that there are people that are intentionally dividing us. There are people that are intentionally trying to destroy our nation. You know it. Most Americans love this country. I don't care who you vote for. Most Americans love this country. But unless we start standing up for her, she's gone. You can't just keep dumping this poison in and denying that America is a good place and expect it to get better. Abraham Lincoln, July 4th, 1861. It might seem at first thought to be of little difference whether the present movement at the South be called secession or rebellion. The movers, however, well understand the difference. At the beginning, they knew they could never raise treason to any respectable magnitude by any name which implies violation of the law. They knew their people possessed much moral sense, as much of a devotion to law and order, as much pride in and reverence for the history and the government of the common country as any other civilized and patriotic people. They knew They could make no advancement directly into the teeth of these strong and noble sentiments. Accordingly, they commenced by an insidious debauching of the public mind. They invented an ingenious scheme, which, if conceded, was followed by perfectly logical steps through all the incidents to complete the destruction of the Union. With rebellion sugarcoated, they have been drugging the public mind of their of their section for more than 30 years until at length they have brought many good men to a willingness to take up arms against the government. The day after some assemblage of men have enacted a farcical pretense of taking their state out of the union who could have brought no such thing the day before. What's he saying there? There has been an effort by some really insidious people who took knew that they could never take this country by force. They could never take it with honesty. They instead had to sugarcoat and make lies up and twist the minds. And they've been doing it for decades. That's what's happening in our country. You want to fight it? Join me tonight at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. This racism bullcrap is just that. And we will not just say it's bullcrap. I'm going to give you the facts that you can use to stand up boldly and state the facts. It's time for the truth, and it's time for all of us to know what the truth is and how to defend it. Tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. That's blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you're not a subscriber, use the promo code Glenn and you'll save. But join us now. It's time to stand and stand together as one, as Americans all, who will recognize the truth, no matter the price we have to pay. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Uh, Rectech, man, I I mean I don't know why I have to share. My wife will just get a you know a big brisket and then she wants me to share. She's like, okay, that's on the plate. You're going to divvy that up for everybody else. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you guys are eating. 
But when you make brisket or you make steaks and they're perfect, they're just perfect. Uh, you, at least I do. I want them all. Uh, they are always perfect on my Rectech. This thing will grill. It will smoke. It will even bake. It is amazing. It has smart technology in it that will co- uh, hold a constant temperature. It alerts you whenever you know anything is wrong. It alerts you when it's done. It's really fantastic. It's dinner time with Rectech. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. R e c t e q dot com. A B compare these. This is the best out there. Rectech. R e c t e q dot com 10 seconds station id you know i'm so torn um about getting kids back in school i I am i'm going to be at every city council meeting every board meeting uh from here until september the schools are going to be open I can't believe where we're, I am not. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I don't want the little little dividers and everybody in double masks and, you know, boy in a plastic bubble. Stop it. Enough. Enough is enough. But then at the same time, I don't want them to go back to school because I want to show you something. This this happened. Uh, a woman was was stopped by a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department deputy. He's Hispanic. She's black. He pulls her over. This is what happens. Listen to this. So I was harassed today because I was going under the speed limit. I was going at 38. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are me? correct. I pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell phone can while you're recording. you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's... It's at my apartment. And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Um, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to record the police when they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, didn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you had that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, okay, you know, stop. It's not just <laughs> this is a teacher uh, who, by the way, has an iPhone. Six hundred to a thousand dollar phone, and driving a Mercedes. She seems very, very oppressed. Oh, and driving without her license. I'm sure that's not a problem. This is the Glenn Beck program. <sighs> Don't want these people teaching my kids. Amac, the greatest strength as Americans and as people lies in the bonds we form with individuals and organizations around us. We live in a republic, a representative republic. We need uh, people to help get our voice to the people that represent us and to um, help assert ourselves, especially with the, the chaos that is happening in Washington. That's where AMAC comes in. This is the Association of Mature American Citizens. It's a membership group for people 50 and older. Now over 2 million members strong. You get all of the the discounts and everything else that you would get with other uh, clubs. But this club uh, is fighting for you. They are fighting for your values, for your principles. The other one is not. 
may I suggest you join AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Join right now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Do it now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Better for you, better for America. Tonight, back to back, Stu Does America, Glenn TV. Subscribe for free on our YouTube pages, the Blaze TV YouTube and Stu Does America YouTube. Do it now, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. This is the Glenn Beck program. Do you remember the police officer that did the video about LeBron James on TikTok? Uh, in case you missed it, here it is. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron. Hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. Okay, so all right, this yep. is a oh. this is a TikTok video. Awesome. Uh, he was they wanted to fire him. Uh, his marshal stood up for him, and uh, they suspended him for a week. And there's much more to the story. Nate Sylvester is uh, on with us now, uh, getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. Right? Uh, that's correct, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm a, I'm a little disturbed because uh, I'm a part-time resident of uh, Idaho, and all these Californians are moving in, and they're wrecking it. They're making it crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah that they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the the mayor is seemingly. This is what I hear. He wants to he wants to fire you because he thinks it'll make him famous or get, you know, bonus, you know, uh, some sort of anti-liberty points uh, to fire you for this. Yeah, that, well, that's the that's the rumor that, that I'm hearing. Um, so far, I still have a job. I am supposed to return to work tomorrow. But, um, uh, you know, I police in a very liberal area and the city officials are very liberal and they weren't happy with the TikTok, And uh, they. They they did want to fire me, but uh, lucky for me, I have a very um, common sense, loyal marshal who went to bat for me um, while trying to remain neutral at the same time so as not to put her own job at risk. But uh, uh, so far, it's I mean, the suspension wasn't great, but I still have a job. So that's good. Well, I think you could always get a job in Texas or, you know, other parts of the state. I mean, I put good words for you in another part of the state. Um, well, I appreciate it. You had a um, uh, you had a friend that created a GoFundMe campaign. Um, That's right. And you you just wanted he was just trying to raise enough money for the suspension. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what they pay police up in Idaho, but last night when I checked, it was at four hundred and fifty four thousand eight hundred and thirty one dollars. So that might uh, yeah. be a little higher than the week's <laughs> wages. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah. Um, it, it's unreal, Glenn. I, I, the amount of support uh, that I've been shown has been very humbling and, and almost it's been overwhelming. Um 
and not just with the the donations to the GoFundMe. I mean, the letters and the the text messages and the emails, people from all over the country and even in some parts of the world, Canada, Scotland, Mexico. I mean, people are people are really stepping up here. It's really amazing to me that LeBron can say anything and nobody is in an uproar over it. Yeah. Um, but you can't do anything even humorously poke back uh, with something that is very common sense. There's no there's nothing that you said that was offensive in that. Nothing. Right. The argument doesn't make any sense, LeBron. And you're a stupid, stupid basketball player. <laughs> so why would we care? Um, right. How is the morale of your compatriots? Um, well, they're, they're still reeling from this thing. Um, I work in a very small department. I have, um, five, uh, five coworkers, including my supervisors, and they've been fielding hundreds and hundreds of phone calls. Mm. They actually, this is really cool. They actually printed out all of the emails in support of me. And right now they're at about 10,000, um, because they want to show that to the city council to say, Hey, look, we have much more support than we do opposition. I think there were like five total complaints. We have over 10,000 emails and show of support. So there, I mean, it's, it's definitely a break in um, what I would describe as maybe the minutia of working in Bellevue, Idaho. Um, so, but they do have to deal with a bit of a headache fielding all the phone calls and visits to the station. So that's the only part I feel bad about is uh, they're very busy now because of me, but well, I, I, I think that's better than some places in the country. I mean, I know Bellevue's not like this. This is a sad example here of political correctness that has gone just insane but at least you're not you know a cop in in some of these other cities los angeles or in in uh, minnesota uh and i don't know how you guys are going to continue to do your job i mean when when you are coming under attack and being called the names that cops are being called i i don't know how you get up every day and 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 do it well and you know my marshal made a good point um She, she told me that if they fired me, then she would walk off the job. Um, and I told, I said, no, don't do that. Please don't sacrifice your job for me. And she says, well, it's not necessarily all about you. If, if the city officials can't have your back over a silly TikTok video, then what happens when we have a critical incident and God forbid we have to shoot someone? What happens then? Do we, do we get left, uh, left out to dry um, and no support from our, from our mm. you know, city council or the rest of the community? Um, so she's got a good point. That's happening all over the nation. Um, we're seeing good men and women police officers walk off the job because there's no reason to do it anymore. I think that's why your I think that's why your GoFundMe account went up so high. People don't know how to support these guys, which I am really grateful. I've heard you talk about what you're going to do with the money. You're actually going to use that money to support other officers, right? Yes. Um, so. When the funds just started flowing in like they did, just very unexpectedly, I said, "Well, what do we do with this? You know, I can't just keep this all to myself. That that would be that wouldn't be the right thing to do." So I started brainstorming yeah. um, with my friend and um, another uh, sort of a business a friend of mine that's got um, some experience with this thing, and we came up with the idea to create um, sort of a, like a like a scholarship foundation for displaced officers that when they find mm. themselves in similar situations. Um, you know, we can reach out to them and, you know, if they miss a week's pay or a month's pay, then we'd be able to help them out 
with, you know, help them out financially. And if they have legal fees, they can use the funds for that. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it's in its primary stages, but that's what we're working on. That is fantastic. Last night when I checked, it was at 454. I'd like to see if the audience could get that up to uh, half a million dollars. It's a great, great cause to be able to uh, help other officers. I know I know several people who are like, I don't know what to do. This yeah. is one of them. We have to strengthen uh, the um, the backbone of our officers and let them know that they're not just out in the cold with a giant attorney fee that they're facing. Yeah. We need to fight yeah. back on these things legally. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nate. Thank you so much. Uh, I uh, I appreciate your sense of humor. I thought the the TikTok video, all TikTok videos are stupid, but I thought this was <laughs> I thought this was funny, uh, and uh, and I think Stu will agree. Anytime you want to take on LeBron, have at it. A hundred percent agree. I've I've got uh, I've got other other ideas um, <laughs> going around in my in my head right now. <laughs> All right, good. We'll look forward to them. Thank you so much, Nate <laughs> Sylvester. Me, you bet. You can. By the way, go to the uh, GoFundMe page. Just it, it is the GoFundMe. Please help Officer Sylvester and other families. Just uh, just search for that, and you'll be able to you, you'll be able to help out. Uh, please help Officer Sylvester and other families all right boy we have a great uh hour coming up next hour we are going to tell you an unbelievable story of i think it's i can't remember how many women are involved that were just trying to feed their family they were all really good experienced business people and they live in venezuela and they were conned and they were away from their family, taken against their will, flown to another country. They had no idea where they were and they were used as slaves. And the families had no idea what happened to them. Their rescue and their story is coming up in just a few minutes. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Patrick writes in about his experience with American Financing. He said, we just refinanced an investment property under uh, Jeremy's lead. Jeremy was the person that was uh, working there with uh, Patrick and his family. He said, I want to make a few important comments to sum up our positive experience. First, Jeremy was very responsive to all of our questions. He uh, took us seriously, as seriously as we do. In the beginning, Jeremy took the time to ask us about the right things to determine what our financial options would uh, be to benefit us the most, which helped us meet all of our loan requirements. He was honest. He uh, was never evasive with his response. When we asked things, the positive trait, the, the trust that was built between us, we look forward to using Jeremy and American Financing again in the future. It's American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. I just want to give you some really good news here. Um, Governor Whitmer is about to receive the COVID Courage Award from the John F. Kennedy Library Foundation uh, for her 
courage uh, and her leadership during uh, COVID, which I don't know if they even considered uh, Governor Cuomo, but they they should have. They should have really. Um, I love the way I love the way these institutions have just exposed themselves as total frauds, total frauds, total frauds. All of these, all these awards, all these things, they mean nothing, nothing. And, oh, you're humanitarian of the year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, she's the CEO of Planned Parenthood. (laughs) (laughs) Or a dictator. Yeah, or a dictator. Third world country. Yeah. I mean, I love how no one even comments on the fact that Andrew Cuomo, in the middle of all of the stuff he's been doing, killing grandparents, uh, molesting un- underlings, all the fun that he's had over the past year. It's a little strong. No, nah, not at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, that is what he's charged with. Um, but I will say uh, this. He's still the seemingly the head of the COVID task force for governors oh, yeah. in Joe Biden's administration. Yeah. He's still heading up the phone calls about how we're handling Can this you virus. Imagine being, it's incredible. You imagine being on the sta- uh, on the phone call and you're 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 just trying to get information and Andrew Cuomo is the guy leading it and saying, Look, this is what we need to do. Ah, <laughs> this is what we need to do. I mean <laughs> I mean, we just talked about a guy who accurately described the three-fifths compromise and is getting all sorts of crazy yeah. pressure and New York Times articles written about him. <laughs> this guy, kill, uh, Andrew Cuomo, is responsible for thousands of deaths because of his policies. Uh, full stop. Uh, he has been charged with seemingly thousands of women who he's been sexually harassing in some way or another. And yet, no consequences at all so far for Cuomo. Nothing. There's a there's a a report that's supposed to come out eventually, and we'll see what it says. But that is uh, he's just seemingly just going to skate right through this, and the administration feels no need to throw him off this no task force. The fact that they put him on it in the first place is a disgrace. An the absolute fact disgrace. That, yeah, the, that he's on it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's running it mm-hmm. is insanity. By the way, listen to this: the news longed for by so many for so long landed like a jolting boom new york city is reopening not someday not hopefully soon but in two weeks last year's erasure of the city's nightlife culture dining shopping the things that make new york new york will suddenly be undone by tuesday a day after governor cuomo uh, announcement new yorkers were responding with a mix of joy did i hear that right double takes and doubt The idea of having so much come back so soon on May 19th, a seemingly random Wednesday around the corner, is dizzying. (laughs) What? You are helpless. If you are like, I don't know what to do, Wednesday, you you are hopeless. Yeah. It really is amazing. I mean, people from that area have been inside the whole time. I know. I know the whole time. It's interesting to see the incentives at play too. In that, you know, now that it's like you could make the argument, COVID going away now, right, is good for Democrats, right? Like they, right, it shows that Joe Biden is handling the situation. We're mm-hmm. getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. Now you see blue states doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like when back when when this all started, and you know, a few months into it, I can't remember what month it was, but remember when Georgia came out and we're like, yeah, we're gonna let people get go to tattoo parlors. Yeah. And Donald Trump came out and was criticizing the governor of Georgia. And 
all the red states after that for a very long time stayed in line with that sort of thinking. The second Biden was president, the red states were like, we're opening up 100%. Yep. You know, it's it's so weird. So much of this goes back to politics, and that's the problem. Uh, here. Yep. If the government wants to be involved in public health, they need to be able to give reliable information Without that does not politics. change every yep. two weeks. I was just saying, communicate to the people like, to let them make their own decisions. I heard somebody last night on TV say, uh, you know, it's what's really crazy is uh, these uh, Republicans, uh, they're, they're, they're not taking the, uh, the, uh, the vaccine. It, it's mm-hmm. like they don't think it's safe. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the person who is now the president and the vice president said, they wouldn't take the vaccine if Donald Trump, Donald Trump was, there. was there. And by the way, when I mean, Joe Biden was becoming president, Donald Trump took it. Right. He, he, he was fine doing that. The opposite. I mean, Kamala Harris was saying, don't take it. But after, remember the whole thing about impending doom that was on our way about oh, a month yeah. ago from the CDC? Yeah. Since then, uh, cases are down over 21%. Uh, deaths are down over 29%. Remember Texas, when that opened, it was supposed to be a big problem? Yeah. Uh, cases uh, down uh, 54% well, since that. So, so see, the problem is, is it is doom. It's doom. It's doom for all of the politicians like Whitmer and Cuomo. Mm. What, what are they going to do now? How are they going to frighten people now? This is the Glenn Beck Program.